Rebel Yell Podcast on the Trib Live High School Sports Network, getting ready for the 2024 WPIAL postseason. But for, before we do, we still got to take care of business in the regular season. Our final regular season girls basketball team of the week. It is the Trinity Hillers and their lovely coach, Kathy McConnell Miller, is kind enough to join us after a big, big, impressive victory uh, to wrap up uh, section play in the regular season. Kathy, congrats on the success, the continued success you you have, uh, that you continue to have at Trinity, and we appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate uh, the recognition for this team. Um, I'm telling you, I couldn't be more excited for them. Uh, it's a great group of young girls that um, – very senior heavy team. And uh, this group has been playing together since they've been in the fourth and fifth grade. So to watch this all come together this season has been something special. Before we talk about this week, and it was a, a big week for the Hillers, let's go back. You sort of touched on where I wanted to start it. Let's go back to November. Uh, coming into this season, you guys had a really strong um, 2022-2023 campaign, probably not as far as you would have liked to have gone in the postseason, losing um, to Woodland Hills in the district quarterfinals, losing to Cathedral Prep in the first round of the state playoffs. But with that in the rearview mirror and as you were getting ready for this team or this season, what were your expectations? What were your thoughts on this team coming in? Well, we had a, a lot of players that, um, I mean, in anybody's opinion, if anybody would have coached this team, that hadn't been the go-to player in quite some time. A lot of role players um, that come in, uh, do their job, do what they do, do it extremely well, but not the type of player that wants the ball in their hands at the end of a quarter, sure. at the end of a, a half, or at the end of a game. Um, so we had to address that. We had to identify the fact that we had what we felt like was a good chemistry of players, but we definitely needed somebody to really establish some leadership and really take this team and kind of put them on their back. And it's been a process, um, so to speak. So the off season was extremely important, not for the X's and O's, but from um, the mental uh, piece and the physical piece and how we were going to attack the season. Great points in that, you know, in sports, no matter what sport you're talking about, <clears throat> there are much needed role players. Every successful team has them. But a lot of times, whether it be by injury or in this case, graduation, you um, sometimes role players are role players for a reason. And, and when they're thrust into a bigger um, situation or taking on more of a role, a greater role, uh, it doesn't always work out that well. So there had to be some trepidation for you and your staff as to, okay, as you mentioned, who's going to step up and who's going to still have to remain in a, a quote-unquote role-playing mode? No question. Even coming into this season, I think there was a question as to who the point guard was going to be, um, who we felt like could make the transition from their junior or senior year, uh, what the lineup would look like. There were a lot of questions that had to be answered. And we're in a district where the majority of our players are multi-sport athletes. Right. So we didn't get them until after their soccer season, until after their volleyball season. So there was a very small window 
uh, to really work through things. So um, it's not a surprise to me that towards the end, they're playing their best basketball because I think the longer we're together, the more time we have with them, um, the more they're growing together. So that that's really uh, the piece that that is intriguing to me in the longer we play, uh, the more effective each one of them becomes and a better unit we be, we have become. The coaches throw out when you're talking preseason, <clears throat> the buzzwords are um, experience um, or lack thereof, um, you know, youth. What Youth wasn't necessarily, as you mentioned, the case in your team, but it was a an older team but that didn't have the experience of, as you mentioned, um, filling out the bigger roles that the team needs. Undoubtedly. And just the way it's evolved, um, I, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have written the script any better. I couldn't have, um, I couldn't have talked them through it. They, they grew as the year went on and there've been is somebody different. Every game has really stepped up, whether it's been our point guard with her assisted turnover ratio, which is 1.75, which is exceptional for somebody that hasn't really played varsity point guard in Agatha Nikolai. Um, Ruby Morgan has been just ridiculous from beyond the arc. Um, she's shooting 37% high volume makes high volume takes high volume, uh, everything. And her percentage has been very high. Maddie Roberts has probably been our biggest X factor, um, a player that you just cannot keep off the boards. Uh, she could be a walking double, double every night, depending on uh, the matchups, but just a fierce, fierce competitor and somebody that really keeps us in games with her rebounding. Um, so that's been exciting. And then our only all basketball player, Macy justice um, has, she's going to play at Waynesburg next year. So we see her commitment to this team and uh, to playing at the next level every single day in practice and has probably one been one of the most steady players, maybe not a leading scorer, but defensive has really taken on the role of, of defending everybody's best player. Tillers have won six straight. Uh, earlier this year, you had a 10-game winning streak, but you may have gone through a the most frustrating time of any coach at any level uh, when we're talking about that stretch of four consecutive overtime losses um, the Lindsley School, private school down in West Virginia, Chartiers Valley, Lincoln Park, Montour, those last two being tough section losses, four straight <laughs> overtime losses. How frustrating was that? Or on the flip side of that, how rewarding has it been to see the girls bounce back from, from, from all that? Well, to jumpstart that was an overtime win at South Fayette. So we went five straight overtime games. Um, I, I'm not going to, I, I can't sugarcoat it. It was, it was very difficult. Sure. Uh, and it, it wasn't one thing every game. It was something different that we had to identify, whether it was breaking pressure, whether it was making sure we were boxing out on free throws, not turning the ball over late in the game. Uh, there was something different every game. So with that said, you know, there was a point where we had pretty much come to the why in the road. We we were either going to really come together or we were going to fracture. And we're not afraid to talk about it. This group is not afraid to talk about um, where we are, where they want to be, where they want to go. And the communication at that moment was probably one of the most significant things we had done was to really sit down as a team and talk this through. We didn't get out on the court and, and really break everything down. It was about what we learned from it, how we're going to grow from this, and how it's going to make us stronger. And in the moment, 
you just hope as a coach and as a player that this is going to pay dividends down the stretch. And there's no doubt in my mind that it did. Um, we've had very close games, South Bay at home uh, this week, and of course at Lincoln Park, which is an extremely tough place to play. They were all competitive games. They all came down to the last couple of possessions and they were able to grow from what they had experienced. The look in their eyes, Don, I promise you, was completely different than it was, you know, two or three weeks ago. Sure. When I looked at them against South Fayette, when I looked at them against Lincoln Park, I could see that they believed, they knew they were battle tested, and they believed that they could win. Is that an aspect of the game that has changed going back to your playing days? Now, you know, you mentioned how important it was. To, to communicate. It wasn't an X's and O's thing. You just came off a very frustrating stretch, two uh, straight section losses. And, and yet you turn more toward focusing on maybe the mental part aspect of the game than the physical. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I remember I, I didn't play the game. I was, I've been around the game since I was a youth. And a lot of times you lose four straight overtime games back then a coach would say, all right, line them up. We're running. Right. But, but but right. your approach was, you know, let's sit down and, and talk about that. Yes. And I think that was a key component to it. And at this point in the season, I mean, our offenses and our defenses, we, we know who we are. We know what we're capable of. We know what we're running. We know end of game situation. There wasn't any more at that point to teach other than from the mental aspect of it, of we are going to be okay. You are four points away from having four wins, four points. That's it. And that can't define us. That can't tell us that we're not as good as we believe we are. Um, so when they start to realize that and, you know, there were film sessions, individual and team sessions to really look at some things and um, kind of identify, okay, we weren't, we aren't that far off. And when you sit down with, with young women and you, they know that you believe in them. They know that you're confident that they can do this. Then they can start believing in themselves. And that's really all they needed. And it didn't take much uh, because we've got a great, great group of young girls. Um, again, I, I can't reinforce. They have been playing together since they were fourth and fifth grade. And to watch them grow and evolve into this, it, it is something special, Don. Mm, indeed. Kathy McConnell-Miller, the head coach of the Trinity Hillers, kind enough to join us. The Hillers well-earned uh, WPIL Girls Basketball Team of the Week. All right, let's go back to Monday. Uh, home game against uh, two-time defending champion South Bayette, and the Lions have been uh, coming on. Uh, Ruby Morgan has a humongous game. Talk about you guys jump out, which you always want to do. You're up by six. They fight back, and they take the lead. They're up by four going in the fourth quarter, and then you guys – uh, really answered the call. Big fourth quarter. Just talk about the, the victory over the Lions. You know, it's been interesting. Um, you know, Ruby has been as efficient from the three-point line as any kid I've ever coached. College, uh, WNBA, and watching what she is doing in high school. Uh, she shoots the ball as purely as, as any kid I've seen, and she's super confident. It, it is when the shot goes up, I personally am surprised when it doesn't go in. And we always get off to a good start. People underestimate her, I think, at times. So we, she typically has a great first half. Then we go in and we talk as a staff, we talk as a team, and we say, Ruby, 
being the only scorer or shooting all these three pointers, that is not sustainable. They are going to make adjustments. They are going to put their best defender on her. And now we have to kind of make our way and figure out who we are if they're going to do that. So this team has done a really good job of not just putting Ruby to the side and saying, okay, well, let's set Ruby over here and then we can do this. Now they're starting to understand how to utilize her when she does have a really good defender on her, yet still know that it's their time to step up and score. Get to the rim, uh, three-point plays, coming off screens, scoring in transition, scoring through our defense. But that third quarter was was a real test for us. And again, I think the, the experiences that we have, we're able to draw upon it. But when you have somebody that can shoot it like that um, and she gets any type of daylight, uh, it's, it instills a lot of confidence in our team and, of course, um, the coaching staff as well. 52-46, Hillers over the Lions um, to remain one game behind Lincoln Park in the chase for the section title. You go to Midland uh, on Thursday for the big showdown uh, return game against the Leopards. They beat you at your place by one in overtime. I think it was 61-60. This game, defense, defense, defense. Um, you guys prevail 32-29. to What what prompted the change? I don't know if it was something that you guys wanted to do. Maybe they wanted to do, but it's just a drastically different game than the first meeting. It was definitely different. Um, I think about the South Fayette game and they're super talented. Um, they've got kids that are going to play at the next level. They're coming off a, a Whitfield championship, a great run in the PIAAs. So that game, winning that and having to come back, um, it definitely allowed us to go into Lincoln Park with some confidence. Sure. There's no doubt about that. We knew it was going to be a battle. The home game, um, that was an overtime game that was won literally at the buzzer. And uh, our kids spent a lot of time uh, looking at film, uh, identifying what happened in that game. Uh, we made some adjustments. The first time around, we played him a zone. Uh, Maddie Saika got just lit, lit us up for 30 plus points. Uh, this time we decided, you know what, we're just going to hunker down. We're going to do what we do. Um, they're going to hopefully try to get them to make some adjustments for us. We played them a man to man. It was an extremely physical game, probably one of the most physical games I've been a part of at the high school level. Every possession um, was literally like a game ending possession as if the game was on the line. Both teams poured their heart into that game and it was going to be, um, the team that was standing at the end, that was probably more physically ready at the very end of the game. And both of us, we, we play six or seven players. They went deeper into their bench than they normally do. Um, it came down to the very last possession. And, you know, fortunately we had the opportunity to score um, and then our, our defense kicked in, but I was proud of them. It wasn't uh, just the Ruby Morgan show. We scored 32 points. We had several players. Ruby had uh, 10 points, 10 rebounds. Maddie Roberts had 10 points, 10 rebounds. Aggie Nikolai had the ball in her hand uh, the majority of the game. Sam Horn was exceptional in the paint. Super proud of, of our starters. Uh, again, Macy Justice did a great job defensively on Saika. She scored 30-plus last night. She scored 11. So the adjustments that we made, the kids made them mentally, and physically, and of course, we made them uh, on the court. But um, it was all them. It was all them. They they wanted it so desperately. They wanted a share of the the section championship, and they earned it. Thirty two twenty nine. What a grind! And, and, and I got to think that 
you know, this is the kind of basketball you start seeing a lot in, in late February and early March. And to play that way and to have success that way, again, their their confidence has got to be sky high. Well, to anybody that's listening, our section is tough. Oh, it, no doubt. You're talking about Lincoln Park, Trinity, South Fayette, Moon and Montour have had amazing battles. Um, Moon beat uh, Lincoln Park. Montour beats us. Um, the, everybody gives South Fayette their, their best game. Uh, our, our section is tough. So there's no doubt that every one of us is battle tested and, and ready for what is about to happen on Monday. Well, the, we will find out the brackets come out Monday. Now this weekend, everybody's going to be playing the bracketology game and mm-hmm. uh, putting their two cents out there as uh, Chris Harlan and I will for HSSN. Um, put your uh, bracketology cap on. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty clear who's number one in a very, very deep 5A. I think Oakland Catholic has, has earned that spot. I will tell you what I think after you tell me what you think as far as two, three, four, five. You know, I, I can't specifically say who's going two, three, four, or five. I mean, I've done my homework. I've looked at teams. Um, I've looked at their schedule. I, I, I can only make a case for the fact that Section 4 is one of the most competitive sections. I give all the respect to Oakland Catholic. We scrimmaged them coming into this season, and it, it was a grind. They are – they're probably playing even better than we when we saw them at the beginning of the year. But they are really good. McKeesport, of course, is great. Um, and, and everybody's section is tough. I, I'm not going to dismiss anybody's section. I can only speak for our section and how tough it is night in, night out, and the battles that we have, uh, the talented players, um, not only in our section, but in 5A. I think the committee has probably its toughest job, much harder than I think probably 6A or 4A at this point. Um but there are some very talented teams. And, uh, you know, at, at any point, it, it when anyone is making the decision on where the seating happens, it is where you're playing now, who you've beaten, who you've lost to. And all I can make a case for is, you know, our section is great and um, Trinity's playing good basketball down the stretch. And, you know, what, whatever seed we get, you know, we're going to approach it and just like we have every other game. But I'm looking forward to your your observations do you have future plans to run for governor because that was that was fantastic thank you (laughs) i will just say this i totally agree with you about the section uh it's going to be a difficult uh situation for the committee anytime you have co-champions it's tough 5a is going to have two co-champions section two with armstrong and north hills Mm -hmm. also and then you have a very 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 strong runner-up in section three in mckeesport I put, um, I put you guys to Lincoln Park three, and I even have South Fayette eight uh, getting a first round home game because I, I totally, I totally agree with you. I think Section four, up and down, a very good Montour team is going to be watching the playoffs from home. Exactly, Th- that is correct, and I just think about how good they are and what a good season they had, um, and you know it came down to the last game, last couple of possessions, and you know sometimes. You know that that's that's how the ball bounces, and it is really unfortunate for them. Um, but you can't discredit um, Moon. They've they've had a great season, and uh, Jaden Griggs is, I think, one of the yeah. best players in Five uh, A. She's super talented, great point guard. Um, so it's going to be exciting. However, it it plays out. I think it's going to be exciting Five uh, A 
championship. I totally agree. It's anytime you have a deep field where teams up to the seventh and eighth seed could win it all without really shocking the world, so to speak, uh, that's a deep field. And that's, a, at least from our standpoint, a fun field to watch it play out. Uh, Kathy, congratulations Thank on the you. team's success this season, and especially the strong finish and uh, best wishes. If there's a team that deserves a little gold after having to sort of take the back seat to a, 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 a team of the ages in Chartier's Valley for those years, and then the last two years with South Fayette, it's it's your Trinity Hillers. Thank you, and and I just I, I give all the the credit to the the team. Um, if you ever have a chance to watch them, I, I think you would fall in love with them, just like our fans have. Um, we, we've got just great young women that get it done in the classroom and on the court. There's no doubt about it. Awesome. Hope to see you in the next few thank weeks. You. And thank you for the recognition. We appreciate it. No problem. Well earned. Kathy McConnell Miller, the head coach of the Trinity Hillers, our WPIL Team of the Week, the final Team of the Week of the regular season. Um, and by the time you're seeing this, you will have hopefully checked out my two cents on the brackets, Chris Harlan's two cents on the brackets. It's always fun. Trust me. It's never, I mean, <laughs> the committee is not, they might check it out, but you know, we, we don't have any pool, any swag. So for those folks who are going to check out our things, it's just one person's opinion. Remember that. And plus championships are won, not on the bracket sheet but also, but on the hardwood. So again, just a little advice from good old Uncle Donnie. Um, let's give you a, the teams that are in. Um, now we are taping this on Friday. So it's before Friday night's action. There is one possible addition to the postseason. We'll talk about that in a moment. But right now, a team of eight, or a field of 80 teams qualifying for the 2024 WPIL girls basketball playoffs. Eight teams in 6A, Norwin, North Allegheny, Pine Richland, Seneca Valley from Section 1, Peters Township, Chartiers Valley, Mount Lebanon, Upper St. Clair from Section 2 with Norwin and Peters Township as your section champions. 5A, this is the one class that could add a team uh, before Monday, actually by before Saturday, um, section one, Indiana, Plum, Penn Hills, Woodland Hills are in. If Penn Hills uh, loses to Kiski area Friday, or if Woodland Hills loses at Gateway on Friday, Franklin Regional is in. If Woodland Hills and Penn Hills win, Franklin Regional is unfortunately out. Uh, in section two, co-champions Armstrong and North Hills, Mars and Hampton are in. Uh, Indiana, by the way, the champions, outright champions of Section 1. Oakland Catholic, the outright champions of Section 3. McKeesport, Penn Trafford, Latrobe, and Thomas Jefferson, five teams making it from Section uh, 3. And Section 4, Lincoln Park, Trinity, South Park, or South Fayette, and Moon. Lincoln Park and Trinity <clears throat> are your co-champions. So if I said 16, this is a 17-team playoff field now if Franklin Regional is in. 18 teams, that's the difference between one or two preliminary round games. Guaranteed one could have two preliminary round games in 5A. It's the only class that will have preliminary round games, or as uh, the great Chuck Ace Heberling once called it, the pigtail games. Uh, 4A, 
12 teams are set. There's only three sections. North Catholic wins section one. Highlands, Greensburg, Salem, and Knock uh, also qualify. Blackhawk wins section two with Central Valley, Hopewell, Quaker Valley in. And Elizabeth Forward wins section three. Laurel Highlands, West Mifflin, and Bell Vernon qualify. 16-team field in class 3A. Co-champions in section one, Neshanik and Beaver Falls with Elwood City and Mohawk in. Avonworth, the defending district champions, uh, are the Section 2 champions. Seton LaSalle, Keystone Oaks, and Our Lady of the Sacred Heart all tied for second place. Shadyside Academy, outright winner of Section 3. Burrow, Mount Pleasant, Apollo Ridge in. Uh, and in Section 4, co-champions, Waynesburg Central and South Park with Brownsville and McGuffey qualifying. 2A, also a 16-team playoff field. Section 1, Aliquippa is your... Uh, section champion, followed by Rochester, Freedom, and Southside. Co-champs in section two between Fort Cherry and Burgettstown with Brentwood and Northgate qualifying. Greensburg Central Catholic, your outright champion in section three, Sarah Catholic, and the Bears, Clareton and Winchester Thurston also qualify from section three. And in section four, um, Washington Chartiers Houston could be co-champ Chartiers Houston one more section game on Friday. Beth Center in California have qualified. 12-team playoff field in Class A. Union, the defending champs, are the section champions in Section 1. Aquinas Academy, Bishop Canavan, Eden Christian Academy also in. Manesson, your outright champion in Section 2. Geibel Catholic, West Green, and Mapletown in. And St. Joe's is your outright champion in Section 3 with Riverview, Jeanette, and Leechburg qualify. That'll do it. Our uh, final team of the week uh, for the regular season. We're going to continue along not only the district playoffs, but the um, state playoffs with players and teams of the week in both boys and girls, WPIAL basketball. Thanks to Kathy McConnell Miller of Trinity, uh, our team of the week. And also thanks to Chris Lackner, our producer of the week. That's just a little nugget that he's finding out now. I'm Don Rebel. Thank you for joining us. We're going to see you in the postseason. Rebel Yell Podcast, Trip Live, High School Sports Network.